Hello, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. I am the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty decent. How about you? Pretty good. Good yeah. times. I'm excited to get into a, I Was a Teenage Monster, episode 18. Yeah, man. It's, it's a fun one, directed by Sidney Miller, which I think it's uh, his first. I think, yeah, I think it's his first one. Bob I, must have called it sick. Yeah, yeah. Bobber James. Um, then written by oh, yeah. Gerald Gardner, D. Caruso, and Dave Evans again. Those guys. And aired on January 16th, 1967. Boom. Ooh, times were changing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into it. So uh, we open up on the scary castle, and the boys walk in with their blue monkey shirts and black and white pants. Yep. Carrying their instruments. Mickey has one drum, and none of them have amps. <laughs> but this is, they just show up for the gig. For real. Backline <laughs> back will be provided. Uh, so they insult the place. This place looks like it was condemned before it was built. It looks like a high-rise garbage dump. <laughs> <laughs> and then they knock on the door, and a dude in all white opens the door and says that he's been expecting them. Mm. And this is uh, Dr. Mendoza, played by John Hoyt. So Peter's blown away by the place, and Davey have to, has to push his mouth shut because he's <laughs> just walking through slack-jawed slack yokel. Slack-eyed jokel, I almost said. <laughs> Slack-eyed jokel. Slack, I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> you don't want to know. No, you don't. So they thought they were going to play a party, but Dr. M tells them that he wants them to teach a youngster who uh, shows real talent. Yeah. Right. So the boys agree, and then some weird-looking creep show pops up and asks <laughs> if uh, he, he needs to speak to Dr. M alone. Yep. He, he almost looks... He is a weird creep show dude, but he's also a little too... He's not Igory enough, right. you know what I mean? His name is Groot, I believe. Yes, yeah, it comes up later. But for now, I just called him Mr. Creep. So Mr. Creep takes Dr. M into a lab in the basement, and the doctor says that they're going to create the greatest rock and roll singer in the world. Hmm. He pulls a sheet off a super tall, dead-looking dude, and they do a weird still frame uh, cut, like out cut, closer cut, closer cut, closer yep. cut onto this guy. <laughs> and uh, do you know who that guy is? He's, 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 uh, what's his name? He's a guy in Happy Gilmore, okay. the big guy. And he was also Jaws in the Bond films. Cool. He's in Moonraker and like. Definitely a familiar face. Yeah. Yeah. At first when I saw him, I'm like, what is this? I know him. How do I know <laughs> him? And then you look him up and like, oh, I do know him. Totally. So anyways, now we get the intro. It's another like minute 30-ish kind of thing. Yeah. They're getting good. In and out burger. So the boys are talking to the doctor, and they ask him if the person they want to teach is his son. And he says, uh, Yes, I guess you could say he is my own flesh and blood. <laughs> he gets a big kick out of that line. And uh, so he takes Peter and Mickey away, and Mike tells Davey that he doesn't like the overtones of this place. And Davey tells him that's a joke. Don't you get it? It's a joke, man. Own flesh and blood. It's a joke. <laughs> but then they both make scared faces. So Doctor brings the boys down to the lab, and they ask where the little monster is, and Doctor M pulls off the sheet, which he must have put back on before he came back up to see <laughs> <For> them. <real. laughs> he loves the reveal. For, yes, he's, yes. He's a showman, Doctor Mendoza. And the boys freak out. And the little monster, who's a huge guy, played by Richard Keel, so he growls, and Doctor M tells him that he can hear them through his antenna. He's got this antenna. See, the thing is, he's not a he's not a monster. He's a robot. He's an android. Yeah, he's an android. Referred to as later, yeah. Yeah, so that's a so it's interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, the boys say they got a split and they try to run away, but the doctor stops him and tells him that he's not a monster, he's a machine. Well, we can't tutor a computer. <laughs> Peter's checking out the monster and he says that he doesn't actually think he's dangerous. Then he growls again and Mike, Davey, and Mickey freak out and try to leave. But the doctor tells him that science must be served and Mike's gives him a speech about why the boys can't do it because of safety and $100 can't cut it. Doctor, I cannot risk the lives of myself and my men for such a foolhardy experiment and for such a pittance of a sum as $100. The doctor gives him $200 and he's like, yep, (laughs) (laughs) we'll do it. (laughs) So you cut to the monkeys dressed as scientists holding bubbling beakers and saying science must be served. And that just cuts back to them. It's a weird little cutaway. It's a cool little line. Yeah, it is. Science must be so the doctor thanks them, tells them that he already knows how to sing, and the monster sings a couple of words, and they're they're terrible. Yep. Like super horrible. Gora. Gora. I taught him that myself. It's an old Transylvanian folk song. So the monster, or the android, yes, the android gets uh, unbolted. And he tells the boys that they should get acquainted with him. Mike says that they should have never taken this job. And Peter reminds him, he says, like, well, you said if I did the dishes and made my bed every night, I could have a pet. <laughs> and uh, Mike tells him, all right, but the first day you don't feed it, back he goes. Mickey checks out the lab and is digging all the stuff, but almost drops another beaker and Mike catches it. He almost dropped his mother. The monster's mother, I'm assuming, not Mike Nesbitt's mother, who turned herself into liquid paper. Apparently. Goodness gracious. <laughs> bring that one home that's the thing showing mickey being the scientist dude yes like he's he's totally digging on everything this yeah is, he gets to do that a bunch of this yeah one. this is like when they said like we probably should show he's donatello here and uh so the boys are hanging out with uh the android and mickey says that the first they need to get him give him a name and mike says frankie frankenstein and davy says that's not a good name for a singer and that it's not even italian <laughs> which is weird <laughs> i don't think davy jones is italian sounding either and Mickey says that the problem is his image, and he hits him on the chest with his drumstick, and the monster says, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, they give him a beetle haircut, dark glasses, groovy clothes, and a guitar. And he looks freaking ridiculous. <laughs> like that beetle's haircut. <laughs> the, little, the little tiny rectangle glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's almost like that's the way it's, it's like someone's parent thinks someone looks who's into the Beatles. But like... But this is as it was happening. This is 67. Exactly. Sergeant Pepper's not even out yet. Yeah. This is like the, the look that we associate with that time. This is just <laughs> so crazy. Stuff that was there. Mickey asked him how he looks, and Mike says, He looks like a long haired, nearsighted monster with a guitar. And uh, when he holds the guitar, you can see just how huge this Richard Kyle or Keel really is. Yeah, man. Like it's like a tiny little toy in his hands. <laughs> so Peter and Davey try to teach him how to move, and he knocks them both over. Mickey tries to teach him how to play drums. He tells them it's about being gentle. They're like, come on, Mickey, that's not what drums are, being gentle. And then the android smashes right through the drums. He breaks the sticks and ruins everything. It's the worst. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times monsters ruined my drums. (laughs) So the android is playing guitar, kind of, and he's kind of moaning along. And Dr. M asks how well it went. They tell him that uh, they got the instrument part down, but they'll come back in the morning to teach him how to sing. And then Dr. M tells him they can't leave. Cause it's so late oh yeah and that he his guests are going to stay the night and uh, he calls over for groot i live to grovel <laughs> and uh, he tells him that they're, they're part of a very ancient family and mike makes a joke about jack the ripper and then uh, groot shows him to the room yeah 
But here we have again, this is the exact same thing happened in an earlier episode. Oh, you got to stay tonight at the thing because of the storm or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah. The way they get the will. Ugh. The house, they got to stay yes. up. Yes. The girls to stay alive till the morning or whatever. And so the boys get led to a room that looks a lot like the room in the other ancient scary castle. <laughs> so I think it's the exact same room from that episode. <laughs> And Peter's stoked. They have their own room. And Mike says, Now you're home, shotgun, not mine. <laughs> and I just love he calls him shotgun. That's great. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so awesome, but it's your room, shotgun, not mine. Yeah, yeah it seems very Texan. Yeah, yeah, it's the real Mike shining through. So down in the lab, Groot tells the doctor that the boys are in the room. The doctor says it's time for the final step, which is to transplant the monkey's voices into the android. He explains how he's going to do it, and Groot is totally lost, as anyone, I'm sure, would be when you're transplanting voices. Uh, yeah. So back in the room, Davey says they've got to get out of there, and Mike opens up another door, and there's a beautiful girl in the closet. And uh, they ask who she is, and she says that she's Dr. M's daughter. Well, what do you have to do with all this? Nothing. I'm in the sequel. (laughs) And so they close the door, and Mike says that the $200 won't do them any good if they're dead. And he wants to split, but Mickey says they should have asked for $250. (laughs) (laughs) Mike says he'll turn on the TV so they can relax, and they end up instantly scaring each other. The classic monkeys scare. So they end up watching the show, and it's Dr. M and his daughter as he explains what he's going to do to put the mind of a man sorry he's gonna put the mind of a man into an ape or something yeah and then uh the couch swallows up davy <laughs> like opens up he falls in this is a weird thing when uh, davy's sprawled across this couch yeah <laughs> it's, he's not taking up the whole, he's little <laughs> mike's gotta find like a wastebasket to sit on or something <laughs> like <laughs> davy's we find out why davy is sprawled across this couch that's you know, part of the fun yeah, it just looks like he's an asshole. It just takes yeah. up the whole couch. And so Mike starts looking for Davey, and he sits on a chair, and then the wall spins around, yeah. and so he disappears. Mickey notices Mike is gone, and he gets sucked up behind some curtains. Yeah. And then Peter wishes for his own room and notices that everyone else is gone. And then Groot appears and just throws a net over Peter and carries <laughs> him away. <laughs> so down in the lab, the boys are, are chained to a wall with these weird metal dish things on their heads along with like the android guy who's off to the side yeah doctor says he's finally going to move one musical mind into another and it's pretty he's super stoked about what's going on like he (laughs) he loves this is going to happen mike tells him that if he kills him he could get the chair and doctor isn't worried about that because godfried von schnitzler wait a second schnitzler schnitzler says that it's not fatal so i wonder if this is like a callback to the episode we just did because that was the greatest scientist in America. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah, huh. I just kind of put that together now. Yeah, wow. Oof, wow. I, not very many monkeys episodes cross over into not each other. Not at all. This is mostly, it don't matter what, what order you watch them in. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, like, Peter doesn't get an iguana named Jub Jub. And then later <laughs> on, anytime Peter shows up, Jub Jub's there. Yeah. It's not like that at all here in, in, in Monkey The MCU, Malibu. yeah. The MCU, exactly. So to Mike ask who's that who that is and he says he's a little boy who lives down the lane. Oh, so if I guess we just kept thinking it's like this doctor is not that doctor because he's just a kid who lives up the street. Because uh. he's Gottfried von Schnitzler. So maybe he's his he's his kid or something like that. Uh, uh. I don't know. We're looking too much into it. Kind of a go to last name. They didn't they forgot that <laughs> they already used say, it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh so the doc says it's quite easy to do and he asked Groot to hand him any two wires. And he ends up frying himself because the machine wasn't turned off. 
But then the machines start working and the monkeys make a lot of weird faces. And Davy asks how his head is going to feel tomorrow. And Dr. M says he won't have a headache, but he won't be able to make a fist for three weeks. And then he laughs his ass off at that. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, Dr. Mendoza, gets a big kick out of himself. Yes. In all facets. Yes. So Davey begs for his life and he puts his hands together and then apologizes to the camera. He breaks the fourth wall there because he's supposed to be strapped in, right? They're all supposed to have their hands behind their back and he puts his hands up. I I was wondering like if that was like an improv thing or if it was in the thing. An acting instinct. Yeah. And just came up with it on the spot maybe. It's like James Franco in uh, Pineapple Express when they fake being tied up and he coughs and covers his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, so Dr. Mendoza says that his electricity gets into the bloodstream faster than aspirin and then he breaks the fourth wall like it's an ad for aspirin my electricity gets into the bloodstream seconds faster than aspirin and there's a funny line with Groot about the different settings now turn the coaxial knob to full full the input output to whatever whatever move the tweezer to mellow mellow Mellow. And then Dr. M says that it's time for the musical brain to switch. And he drops a lever and an explosion happens over each of the boys. Yep. And then the doctor tells them to sing. They sing the theme from the monkeys, like a scared version of theme from the monkeys, which is the only time I think they ever sing it on the show. So then the monster, he starts singing like super low and slow. So low, that is the tempo. But then he starts to sing exactly like the record. Like it's like the record's coming out of him essentially. Dr. Mendoza and Groot dance around while he claps his hands and isn't really singing, but you know, whatever. He's he's up there <laughs> being a monster. Yep. It's fine. So we come back from commercial and the Peter's crying. This might be a third episode in a row, Peter's crying. <laughs> Four feet. And uh, Mike asks if he okay if he's okay, and Peter goes off about one of his teeth. This this one tooth has been acting up, but the dentist said he could file it down and put a temporary crown on it. <laughs> like he's not crying about what's happening to him at all. <laughs> he has like a crown broken or something. <laughs> and Mike tells the doctor that they're going to go to the cops once they leave, and then Doctor M puts them in some kind of trance and say that they will all remember nothing. So does Groot. <laughs> and then the doctor yells at him yeah. and then tells him to take them to their rooms and tomorrow they're going to be going to find out if the monster if they can fool the crowd that's so, two episodes in a row with some sort of memory erasing device I was going to say that too yeah <laughs> they're uh, the schnitzler uh, mind racing Peter crying <laughs> it's all connected it's all coming together <laughs> maybe these are more connected than we thought <laughs> was this a two-parter yeah <laughs> So the next day, the boys are on a stage ready to play. And then Dr. Mendoza tells them to start playing, and they suck. Uh, one, two, three, nine, seven. I'm going to pack up all the pain. So uh, Mendoza and Groot are giggling, and he tells the boys that when he hired them, he thought they were musicians. So he asked for their money back. So they give it back and are mumbling that they're actually really good. <laughs> but Mendoza cuts them off and introduces his latest creation. Which you yourselves help to create more than you know. Uh-huh. And uh, the singing android. And the monster comes out dressed in the clothes they said with hair and the 60s sunglasses. Looks <laughs> stupid. And he plays Tomorrow's Gonna Be Another Day. And the boys leave dejected. 
and Mendoza and Groot are stoked. So the boys are in the room and they're bummed about what happened, but they can't understand what's going on. And then suddenly Mickey remembers and scares the shit out of them. Hey! Oh, I gotta remember! The laboratory! It's really funny. And Davy also remembers, and they go to check out the lab. Mickey runs into the closet where the girl is reading the monkey script. And he tells her uh, what her father did. And she says, Wait till you see the sequel. The vampire turns Davy into a werewolf. This is definitely the girl that you had to put in. It's just that, so there's a hot girl in the episode. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it works. <laughs> she is an attractive girl. So, so the boys sneak into the lab where the, the android's all chained up to the wall again. And Mike asks Mickey if he can reverse the machine. And Mickey says that it's a cinch. And this is showing again, Mickey is yeah. the, the, the gadget guy. Yes, yes, yes. And so he pushes a bunch of buttons, straps everyone in. Uh, Peter tells him to throw the switch, and he tries, but he's too far away. He can't reach the switch. So Mendoza and Groot are coming back to check on the android, and he asks the mirror who's the evilest of them all. And it turns out he's only the second most evil, and the mirror tells him he's got to try harder. And then that's it. That's the whole little scene. So Mickey says he's ready to flick the switch, but it might be dangerous. Mike tells him that if it's okay, because he's fatalistic. <laughs> That's a funny line. For real. Uh, Mickey asks what that means, and he says, Well, I figure either an electrode's got my name on it or it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mickey uses a cane to go through a bunch of weird motions, clicking all these different wires and wiggling things <laughs> and doing shit. And he finally drops a switch, and a huge explosion happens, and the monkeys wiggle out, but the monster seems okay. And he starts talking like a hippie. Which is super weird. Let's split. Go to my pad. That's where it's at. Groovy? Dick? Well, great. Now we got a super hippie on our hands. So Groot answers a phone. He says there's an important call for Mendoza. And when he answers it, he says that he's not interested in the Bossa Nova lessons. And that's it. And uh, to think that... That might be a callback. That could have been... Uh, what's your name? Ms. Buntwell. On Mrs. Buntwell. Mrs. Buntwell, yeah. This might be a huge call. Maybe like uh, Sydney, the director, was like a big fan of what was going on. He just wanted to rope so many yeah. different things in. So anyway, yeah, another callback weird scene just to break up what's going on in the lab. Yes. And Mickey says he's got it right this time, flicks the switch again, and there's another huge explosion. And Mike asks how he's feeling, and he says uh, he starts talking like the monster. Okay, Mike, how do you feel? Chill. Chill. Switch brains in the wrong way. <laughs> upstairs Groot asks Mendoza that since he was a success with the monster is he going to fulfill his promise to Groot and make him a, make him a tall strong monster and Mendoza says he'll turn him into a vampire but Groot wants to be a wolf man and uh, but then starts to reconsider but uh, my question is like weren't they on their way to the lab when he talked to the mirror uh, and then they stop to answer the phone and they stop to do this other thing. Like it's a uh, long, it's a long process to get down to the monkeys. It is. So in the lab, Mickey thinks he really has it this time. Flicks uh, the switch. There's an explosion around the monster and he's talking like an interior decorator. I would do this room in France Provincial. The color scheme should be lavender and puce. So then Mickey takes the beaker and promises that he'll fix it this time. But instead he spills the liquid all over yes, the machine. Yes. Total klutz bag. <laughs> and so that alerts Mendoza and Groot and they go into the lab and tell the monster to kill the monkeys and just before he does Peter goes full Linus on him and he asks him to he gives him a passionate speech the doctor is an evil man he wants to exploit you you're only a pawn in his hands a tool for his avaricious ambition <laughs> and uh, Mike asks Davey where that came from he tells him that's on page 28 of the script they have the script <laughs> Peter tells the monster that Mendoza is going to make 60% of his income 
And then the monster turns on Dr. M, <laughs> who then turns him back to Peter, back to Dr. M, back to Peter. They keep making the monster switch to each guy. They, kind of they thing. snuck a little music business commentary in there, I think. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is just when they were probably getting wise to how things were working yeah. behind the scenes. And For real. Headquarters is looming. <laughs> looming. <laughs> As the monster goes back and forth, Mickey starts a record, and it's your Auntie Griselda. Uh-huh. The first time in the series this gets played. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember it yet. I think you might be right. That's, yeah. And uh, I hadn't heard Auntie Griselda in quite a while, <laughs> actually. And uh, I totally forget how it's so bonkers. <laughs> it's great. Like when, we'll talk about when we pull it, but it's yeah. a really wacky song. And it was supposed to be sort of straight-faced. But like it's Peter, and he's naturally sort of sweet and goofy. Yeah, and uh, he does the sound effects and everything. Allegedly on the spot, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah. I love what he just goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so fun but yeah and well, uh it's very much a show song yes i listen to it, i think of the show yeah which which leads into the monkey's romp so griselda's the monkey's romp song yes. and it's like the boys running around the lab mike playing the machine like it's an instrument yeah mickey uh playing on the glassware mickey <sighs> turns into a monster the monster's chasing them uh D- davy opens up the closet with the girl and she yes. grabs him and they start making out she's got my jacket but then Davey holds up the sign. Yeah. There's a cute little joke. It says something about a sequel. A sequel, you better believe it. <laughs> just, just say, you better believe it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been cooler. <laughs> but this indicates to me, and it, it flipped a switch, that we don't see the superimposed text on the episodes anymore. I don't know if for production reasons or if the, that guy quit or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. now they're just holding up signs. That yeah. Instead of having the freeze frame text things, apparently that was just like a very early monkeys thing. Yeah, which is interesting. It's almost like they go very um, Looney Tunes. Like maybe, how they would hold you the think maybe it's a production turnaround thing. Like quicker? Maybe they don't have time to do the thing where they got to. Yeah, again, like I don't know this, how that. This probably took some doing back yeah, in the day. I wonder how it would have been done. Like, like chroma keying like or something. On like, the frames of film itself? I don't know, yeah. Because you could do things like where you'd put up uh, like a newscaster's name yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, but still back then. That. Yeah, still have that up there. The, the, the super pole on like you know, yeah. it'd be like a lever on but the yeah, board. There must have been some reason they kind of just stopped doing it. Yeah, the manpower thing. Maybe just because they're cranking out these episodes. There's yeah, there's like thirty something of them in the first season. Yeah. So yeah, the guys like groom the monster. There's then the weird puppet dragon uh, <laughs> footage that pops up a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, weird. And so at the end of it, the boys capture Mendoza and Groot. So Mike's on the phone with the cops. They've got Mendoza and Groot tied up, and he asks uh, Mendoza what the street name is, and he says Rosebud Lane. <laughs> and then Mike says, Rosebud, I thought that's the name of a sled. Which is a nod to uh, uh, Citizen Kane, yep. right? Spoiler alert, the Rosebud's a sled. <laughs> if you haven't Too soon, man. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, sorry about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it but just you, came out on Netflix. Yeah. I don't think it did. No. But still. But still. <laughs> But that's a funny little nod to that kind of thing. Yep. Which was a very old movie then. So get think of how old that For movie real. is now. Um, it's closing in on like a hundred. 
Yeah, it's coming up, which is nuts. And it's people still consider it the greatest movie ever made. It's, it's, it's the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that came from. <laughs> so Mickey tells them that he reversed the doctor's process, and they can all play again. Yeah. They pick up their instruments, and when uh, they play in Davy's maracas break, and then Mike and Peter blow up their amps <laughs> and they get to break their guitars and everything. So they also got some of the monster's strength, I guess. Yeah. put into them <laughs> and that's the end of the episode so yeah i like this episode i think it's pretty funny it's pretty good but it feels like we're gonna be spending some time in the haunted houses with our boys yeah yeah exactly like uh yeah we're in the second half of the season now we're already seeing like the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but they're still not in the tongue-in-cheekness of season two yet you know not, what i mean not like, quite yet but I think this is the stuff that makes that happen. A little bit of a vibe of like, uh, this again. Yeah. <laughs> no guns in this episode. Yeah, it's good. You think there could have been, though, with the kidnapping and all these things? Like, instead of putting Peter in a net, Groot could have used a gun to... to True. But, but hey, they broke <laughs> the streak. Gi- or a giant hammer. Yeah. You think that giant hammer counts as a gavel from last episode? Maybe. Put that on the... <laughs> That's stretch. Stretch it too much. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. Um, highlight of the show for me it's when uh, Mike calls Peter shotgun. That, I love that line. It's pretty cute. Yeah, that's for me. But what about you? Um, when they're doing the music lessons and Davey does the little the hip swinging. Oh yeah, like the Axel Rose. He's trying to teach the the android how to. That's true. Yeah, how to do this the dancing and things. Through but that. it's very much the Davey doing the thing. The Davey dance. Yes. Made famous by Axl Rose. <laughs> I'm still calling the Navy dance. Yeah. Uh, fourth wall break. There's yep. a couple. A couple there. Yes. Uh, best musical moment for me, Auntie Griselda. Yeah! I hadn't yes. heard it in a really long time. I forgot. Yeah, it's how, fun. It's fun. It's nuts. And is this, so this is Peter's first song on the show? Yeah. Yeah. So it's episode much episode first... eighteen. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. Oh, we had to we had to squeeze Arvin Believer in there four shows <laughs> four in a row. Times. <laughs> yeah, um, classic monkeys moments. Couple don't do that. Yeah, it's and all the scares. All the scares. A lot of scares. And Mickey. It feels more like a Mickey episode, sort of. Mickey gets a lot to do in this one. Yeah, finally. Because there's yeah, there's just briefly a chick in the closet for Davy. Yeah. And just Mike just gets to do a little bit of his, you know, here's my plan kind of stuff. And uh, and Peter gets to be Peter a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty balanced as far as the monkeys being involved in this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what wouldn't fly in 2020? Maybe just the girl in the closet just for Davy to make <laughs> out with. Maybe. 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 But I don't know. This one's pretty safe. Yeah. Pretty, pretty timeless. Exactly, yeah. Um, look, some little did you knows. Uh, we already mentioned, yeah, Richard Kyle. Was in, he was in James Bond, and he was in Happy Gilmore. Um, John Hoyt, Dr. Mendoza, he was in the original pilot for Star Trek. Really? Yep. Well, that's I cool. I don't know who he played, but uh, he has a huge IMDb page as well. Huh. Um, that $200 they got paid would be $1,553 nowadays. Wow. So that's a good gig. That's a pretty good payday for the monkeys. Do you think they got the money? I don't know, because they gave it back, right? Oh, so yeah, probably maybe yeah they should. Our reward, yeah, is that justice has been done. <laughs> yeah, they should have had a scene of them taking it out of like Mendoza's jacket when they had him tied up. <laughs> Robin. Yeah, they earned that money. For real. Yeah, lost their talent. 
Should have at least asked for a deposit. Yeah, always. Always. Uh, okay. Right on. So it is that time. This is that time. Reach into the wool hat of mystery and the ongoing random countdown. Yes, guy. I get to go first this time. Still like some... There's a lot of important tunes to find. (laughs) My favorite of all time has still not been chosen. (laughs) Wait a second. Believe it or not. Wow. Let's see what this one is. What what we got? Ooh! It's always at the bottom if you're going alphabetically, but... We're talking Zor and Zam. Oh. Wow. The king of Zor, he called for war. And the king of Sam, he answered. They fashioned their weapons one upon one. Ton upon ton, they called for war at the rise of the sun. That's good. I, for me, the, I loved this song. When it was on uh, uh, I think Missing Links Volume 2, had Zor and Zam on it. And uh, I listened the f out of it because it's it's in the the last ever episode. Right. It's in the Frodo's Caper episode when Mickey's running away with whatever. That's how the first time I heard it. It's in that episode. Zord Zam is the last song on side two of the Birds and Bees and the Monkeys. So it's the different version. That's yeah, I think on. the TV version made it onto the Missing Links. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The King of Zord. It's, it's, a, it's a message song. It's like a it's, statement. Like it's a, a protest Mickey, song. Yeah, it's definitely a Mickey, mommy and daddy type right. song. Saying something. Yeah, and, and especially like when you're in like grade eight, like I was <laughs> in grade nine when that was going on. That's when those songs that are kind of heavy handedly, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's when you think it's deep and like, no, this song has got something going on here. <laughs> and that's how Zoran Zam was to me. For real. At the time. So yeah. It's not what you would call a rockin' song. No. Definitely a important song. Yeah, it's a cool and it's a cool little riffer song. So Zorn Zam, I gotta say, <laughs> that ending rips. It's great. Like, it's it's it gets big. Yeah. It's really big. Upon one, none upon none, the war it was over before it begun. I'd love to see that live, like an orchestra with them just effing oh, killing it. I'd probably start crying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, definitely a, a solid tune. Yeah. From a solid record. Yeah. It's a great era. Great yeah. monkeys era right here. Tis, like, I think we've talked about it before. It's kind of bittersweet because this is when the start becoming compartmentalized. Yeah. And kind of in their own boxes, kind of like on the cover. Yep. And uh, it's heading in that direction, but the tunes are still good. Mm-hmm. And also kind of bittersweet because there's no Peter on this record, except he plays piano on Daydream Believer, which they had recorded in the previous record sessions. Yeah. So no R- Pete. Interesting. It's a bummer. Yeah, that's weird. You he guess he represents on head. The yeah. next one quite a bit. Yeah. Which is great stuff. Our number one song so far. So far. It's holding on. That's a song. Oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Zorn Zam. Right. Uh, oh, sorry, tangent. So we go from, say, Sweet Young Thing, Mommy and Daddy, Magnolia Sims, Kind of Girl I Could Love, Mr. Webster, P.O. Box 9847. Those songs are P.O. Box 9847 right now is the cutoff song between 
the jams yeah. and the jellies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I would I could put this one It's a jam. Yeah, definitely a jam. Like yeah, the the Daydream Believer to Randy Scouse get little part. Like Daydream Believer writing wrongs, take a giant step, Papa Jean's blues. All right, writing wrongs. Yeah. Better above or below writing wrongs. I know how you feel about writing wrongs. I'd go one below. There we go. I'd say. Then I let's put it there. All right. So in between Daydream Believer and Writing Wrongs. Sweet. <laughs> right on. Right. Pass me that well. Hi. It's a good one. Ooh. This might be a top ten. Oh. It's for Pete's sake. Ooh. That is a good one. We were born to love one another. This is something we all need. We were born to love one another. We must be what we're going to be. And what we have to be is free. So for Pete's sake, boom. Written by Peter Tork from the album Headquarters. All the boys are playing it. Peter's on guitar. Yeah. Uh, Vicky and, sings it. I don't know. Maybe whatever song they come up with, they hand it to Mickey and see what he can do with it. Because if you got Mickey Dolan's around, you get, let him let him take a whack at it. He's so so good at the singing. Yeah, I, I always wonder if there was ever a version of Peter singing it. There, there, I think there is. Well, he's every time I've seen them with Peter, he sings it. Yeah, I'm seeing that now actually here. Yeah, so it's interesting. But yeah, it's uh, and it was the closing theme song for season two. Yeah, and yep. uh, hopefully, we, uh, Peter got a dime or two for every time it was. Yeah, on, hopefully. Yeah, maybe good. that's why it's for Pete's sake, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? <laughs> and but like Mike's on the organ, Davey's on the tambourine, Mickey's on the drums, Chip Douglas I think is on the bass, mm-hmm. while Peter plays guitar. And uh, it's a classic, like it, a classic. It's, actual band monkeys song. Yes, like. Once you're a fan of the monkeys, you understand that this is an important song. And um, even though at headquarters, I think sometimes the musicianship gets a bit shaky because of what it is. It's them playing, and they're, some of them are just learning. Uh, but this is a fully realized, really good tune. And it's just well well performed. And uh, Yeah, Mickey's vocals on it are fantastic. Oh, yes. I was, I was saying, we were listening to it again. The, the end, like when he's holding that note and then like does a little little trill with it yep. is amazing. And uh, yeah, no, great, great tune. Anti-war song just to have everybody love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was a great closing song to, to the, to the series. Yeah. And it felt, it looked like it went well with those, uh, those pictures you loved. Yeah. The, yeah. The closing credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think of Peter holding the hat over his head, looking scared <laughs> when I hear this song. But yeah, so where where are you? Oh uh, boy, yeah, uh, here's our top ten right now. So long title, Pleasant Valley Sunday, Circle Sky. Listen to the band. Listen to the band. You just may be the one. Girl I knew somewhere. Valerie. I'm a believer. Love you better. I'm not your stepping stone. That's a tight 10. That's a tight 10. Then it's got Randy Scouse bit. Get. <laughs> Randy Scouse bit. <laughs> Randy Scouse get. Papa Jean's blues. Take a giant step. Writing wrongs. Okay. Uh, it's up. It's, 
This is a, it's around where it is. We have to. It's Papa Jean's Blue. Is it better? Would you rather listen to this than Randy Scarf's Get? I'd probably listen to them pretty close to each other. Yeah. If I, I might be listening to the, the Green, the Peter Disc or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that's right around where I put it. Let's just put it somewhere so we can get on with this. Let's put it at number 11, right after Stepping Stone. Sounds good. Okay. Ooh. This is a, a better week than last week. <laughs> or last two weeks ago. How long has it been? Time marches on, my friend. It does. Here I go. Okay. I've got one. Pulling it out. Get ready. Oops, I hit my head. Hold on, girl. Hold on, be a little bit stronger. Wait a little bit longer. Is on its way. Okay, so hold on, girl. Oh uh, yes. I, uh, you know, it's a song. I one thing they sound like they're sedated at the chorus. Where they're like, oh. hold on, girl. <laughs> like, they sound like they're two rooms away, shouting it through a tube. Indeed. Like, it's uh, it's another Davy song. Get the harpsichord. Yeah, so it's got this, the keyboard touches, or I like stuff like that. Yeah, I do the, too, the, yeah. The, the toodling, yeah, the monkeys' keyboards. It, it kind of hooks it to the time. It's kind of fun. And it's a little more of a rocker. than. Oh, yeah, it's not garbage by any means. No, but, but I have kind of a feeling it might end up... At the bottom, near the bottom of the cat, also known as Davy Jones Locker at this point. <laughs> it's true, though. It doesn't have a lot of pizzazz. Before, above or below theme from the monkeys? I'd say below. All right, because then we have Let's Dance On. Right. And I think that's a better listen. So I think we'll put it right under Let's Dance On. All right. Yeah. Right above um, whatever it was. Did we just drop I think it was there? "Wasn't Born to Follow." Was the Peter song from uh, "Good Times"? No, oh, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's a good spot for it. Yeah. All right. So today, yeah, our big three were Zorn Zam for Pete's sake, and uh, this one. What's the fuck's it called again? Hold, hold on. on girl. Ah, hold on, girl. A memorable <laughs> Davy Jones number. Not a bad two out of three. Awesomes. <laughs> right on. Two jams, one jelly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, okay, that's our episode for today. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah. From me, Chris Paco. And me, Jeff Cameron. Have yourself a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Monkeys fans. If you like what you're hearing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Podcast Valley Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Also on our Facebook group, we'll be updating the countdown every week, so you can keep up to date with that. And if you can rate us, please rate us. But be nice. We're thin-skinned.